Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. The SAG Awards were last night, but unfortunately, Paul Giamatti saw his shadow, which means two more weeks of awards season. This episode's brought to you by The Perfect Gene. Go to theperfectgene.nyc and use promo code DAN15 for a special offer. And stay tuned after the video for more info. Hello, everybody. I'm Dan Merle here with the latest big awards show and a series of big awards shows that's been going on for a number of weeks now. Last night was the 30th annual SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild, now known as SAG-AFTRA. And this was the first time the awards show was streaming directly at home to viewers on Netflix, which means that it didn't have any ads, but it was kind of difficult for me to actually find the show. When I booted up Netflix, it wasn't anywhere on the homepage. I had to search for it in order to watch it live. So maybe a little bit of extra money in that publicity department there. There wasn't much advertising and there was also no host as Idris Elba acted as a de facto MC to start and end the show. And I have absolutely no problem with that. And let's move on to some of the awards that weren't a surprise. It was a repetition of what we've seen through a lot of awards in the last several months. The two awards for female and male actor in a TV movie or limited series went to Ali Wong and Steven Yun for Beef. That gives them wins at the Critics' Choice SAG, Emmy, and Golden Globes with the Film Independent Spirit Awards coming up tomorrow. Yes, a streaming show is up for a Film Independent Spirit Award. The Bear also continued its dominance in the TV comedy categories with wins for Jeremy Allen White and Io Adebri in their individual roles and then for the ensemble in the best cast category in a comedy. And when The Bear had won all of its previous awards at the Golden Globes and at the Emmys, I actually hadn't watched the show yet. I just heard about it. In between those other award shows and this one, I've actually watched most of The Bear. I only have a couple of episodes left in the first two seasons and I have to back up what I've heard many, many other people say before me, which is that The Bear is not a comedy series. It's not even close. It's not even a hybrid. Succession is more of a comedy series than The Bear. And I can only imagine what it's been like now, having seen the show, for the people that work on Ted Lasso or Abbott Elementary or Only Murders in the Building, all shows that are, you know, comedies, to lose award after award to the people that work on The Bear. The Bear wasn't quite as intense as people told me that it was, but it is consistently one of the most emotionally devastating shows that I have ever watched on television, and I have no idea how it gets away with competing in the comedy category. It should be going up against Succession, or should have been, these last couple of years. I mean, just a real death match between these two shows, and instead, it is competing in a place where it absolutely should not be. Whatever the rules are should be changed. I'm not going to take anything away from the show. It's actually a great show, but it is not a comedy in any way, shape, or form. 
With the bear over in the comedy category, Succession completed its victory lap by winning Best Cast in a Drama Series for the second time in the show's history. No surprise there. I did enjoy the awards presenters, which were a reunited cast of Breaking Bad, who made use of the fact that this was a show on streaming and that you could swear on stage. So all of that stuff isn't really surprising. It's all a repetition of things we've seen two or three or four times before. The biggest surprises were actually in the lead acting categories, for television at least, in a drama series. Elizabeth Debicki took home the award for female actor in a drama series for her role as Princess Diana in The Crown. This was the third major win for her for playing Princess Diana this season after Golden Globe and Critics' Choice wins earlier this year. But the notable thing here is that she took down Sarah Snook to win this award. She won in the supporting category in a drama series at those other award shows. So the fact that she was able to take this award against Sarah Snook and other lead actresses in this category was something surprising for me but the biggest surprise of the night was Pedro Pascal's win for The Last of Us and he seemed to be the most shocked of everybody in the room. I'm gonna have a panic attack and I'm gonna leave. And I don't blame the guy. I mean, when you look at it, he lost the Critics' Choice Award. He lost the Emmy Award. He lost the Golden Globe Award. I think all to Kieran Culkin. And you know what? Honestly, I'm happy for him to win. I thought that he was great in The Last of Us. And I'm glad that the SAG Awards kind of shook up this repetition that we've been seeing. It's not that I don't think Kieran Culkin deserves it. He absolutely does. But other people deserve it as well. And I think that Pedro Pascal is one of those people. The night was bisected by a Lifetime Achievement Award, which was presented Barbara Streisand, who's of course very deserving of it, but gave a very, very long acceptance speech, which was preceded by an equally long intro by not one, but two people, Jennifer Aniston and then Bradley Cooper. And the intro went so long that my mind kind of started wandering. And then I realized that Bradley Cooper played Barbara Streisand's real-life boyfriend, John Peters, back in the 1970s in the movie Licorice Pizza. And it really was a missed opportunity to not have him and Jennifer Aniston just redo the Barbara Streisand bit when they're introducing her to come out on stage. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Sand. Sand, yeah, like sands. Like the ocean, like beaches. Barbara Streisand. No. On the film side of things, the supporting categories continued the momentum that we've seen pretty much this entire season. Davon Joy Randolph won once again for the holdovers. She is unstoppable at this point. Her speech this time was a little bit more rote. She was just reading off of something that she wrote down on a piece of paper. But she's at the end of this award season. She was on a different continent a week ago accepting another award for the same movie. I will give her a pass for maybe wanting to take a night off and just delivering a very nice, fine acceptance speech on a piece of paper because you have to really reserve that last bit of energy for the Oscars. She has to know at this point, barring some kind of a spectacular upset, that she's going to win that Academy Award. You got to keep a little something in the emotional tank for that Oscar win. She's won so many other awards, so I'm going to give her a pass for what maybe wasn't her most interesting speech of the award season because she's given so many. Robert Downey Jr. also won for Best Supporting Actor in Oppenheimer. He won a SAG Award previously back in 2001 for his supporting role in the TV show Ally McBeal. And he gave yet another speech as he has this entire award season that was very charming and self-deprecating, dropping the names of actors that he's worked with over the years and that he said he's learned from, as well as a tribute to his wife, Susan. For 22 years, she has flawlessly portrayed a sane and rational individual who is happily married to an actor. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. But the real heat was in the lead acting categories. And unlike the BAFTAs, the SAG Award is actually a very big predictor of where the Academy might be going because so many actors that are in the SAG After Union are also members of the Academy. And there have been so many times when we don't really know which way a race is going to go, and the SAG Award has given us a big clue. And in this case, I think that we had the Best Actor race and the Best Actress race. Both of them could have been sort of put away, depending on who wins tonight. But I feel like we have one that's close to being locked up and another one that just got blown wide. Wide open. The best actor race looks to really be swinging Killian Murphy's way for Oppenheimer. His win tonight, I think, basically firms him up as the definitive best actor frontrunner. Now, of course, you cannot count out Paul Giamatti. I think it is still very possible that he wins the Academy Award. But had Paul Giamatti won the SAG Award tonight, I think that would have put him in the driver's seat as the front runner. He had a great run sort of around the Critics' Choice Awards where it seemed like that momentum might be swinging his way, but now it looks like it's going back Killian Murphy's way. And I think that the odds are now very much in his favor that he will prevail on Oscar night. Emma Stone similarly, I think, could have closed the door on the Best Actress race, but instead, Lily Gladstone won for Killers of the Flower Moon. It was exciting, by the way, to see how excited Emma Stone was for Lily Gladstone to win. And now we have what I think is a toss-up Best Actress race on Oscar night. If Emma Stone had won the SAG Award, I would say that she was the heavy favorite for the Best Actress Academy Award. But with Lily Gladstone winning the SAG Award, and with how many times we've seen that be an indicator of how the race is looking for the Academy Award, then I don't know whose name is going to be in that envelope. And when I do my Oscars prediction show before the Academy Awards, I'm going to have to put some serious thought into who I pick to win the Oscar. Some might say that Lily Gladstone winning the SAG Award installs her as the front runner. Right now, I think it is an absolute toss-up, and we will see what happens at the Oscars in a couple weeks. With the Best Actress race or any Oscar race this close, you always stop and think, or at least I do, about the intangibles. What are the little things that might be making a difference? And one thing that I didn't even really think of until a couple days ago is the sort of butterfly effect of the actor strike last year. Because if you'll remember, Poor Things, which is the movie that Emma Stone is nominated for, was originally supposed to come out in September and Killers of the Flower Moon was going to come out in October. But because of the strike, Poor Things was delayed, and it came out after Killers of the Flower Moon, and I think got a little bit of heat later in this award season because it was the newer movie. But that was not the original plan. So if Emma Stone does end up winning the Academy Award, part of me is going to say, well, would she have won if her movie had come out a couple of months earlier? We'll never know the actual answers to these questions, but it's a fun what-if scenario. The award for best cast in a motion picture went to Oppenheimer, and if this doesn't clinch it winning best picture, I really don't know what does. It would be an upset beyond even La La Land losing for Oppenheimer to not win best picture at this point. And I say even bigger than La La Land because that film wasn't even nominated for the best ensemble award 
at the SAG Awards. A lot of people don't know that. I even had to look that up. That may have been an early indicator that there was a Best Picture upset that was going on. So not only did La La Land not win this award, it wasn't even nominated, whereas we have Oppenheimer winning the Best Ensemble Award. The only thing I think that could introduce any kind of suspense into the Best Picture race at this point is if another film wins at the Producers Guild Awards, which are being handed out tonight. It is it is a gauntlet with all of these different award shows. So Christopher Nolan is probably going to be back at a table with some champagne or whatever else tonight for the Producers Guild. If another movie were to win the Producers Guild Award, then that might raise like a 10 to 20% chance that something else is going to win Best Picture because the Producers Guild has traditionally been pretty indicative of the Best Picture winner. But should Oppenheimer win, I mean, you can basically write that in and pen in all of your Oscar pools because if it sweeps all of the Guild Awards, pretty much without exception, the Critics Awards, the Golden Globes, etc., I just don't see a path for any movie or any kind of indication that any movie has the sort of strength to pick up Best Picture other than Oppenheimer. The Ensemble Award was accepted by Sir Kenneth Branagh's beard, by the way. I have trouble with faces. I've talked about this in the past. And when I saw him sitting in the crowd, I no joke thought that Jason Bateman was sitting at the Oppenheimer table. That is an impressive beard. What, what can't Sir Kenneth Branagh do? By the way, there's something I wanted to note before we close out, which is that the Ensemble Award is representationally given to all of the actors in a given movie at the SAG Awards. But the studio does have to actually submit a list of actors, a sort of curated list, who will actually get the trophy and be listed as an official winner of the award. And I looked at the official cast list submitted for Oppenheimer on the website, so may I be one of the first people on the internet to congratulate SAG Award winner Josh Hartnett, who is part of the official ensemble list posted on SAG After's website. I wish that I could go back to 1998 and find the most specific casino in Las Vegas and put down money that someday Josh Hartnett would be a SAG Award winning actor alongside everybody else in the movie. So congrats, Josh Hartnett. You picked up that award. Congrats to Oppenheimer for all your awards and all of the other winners. What do you think? Are you completely over this award season stuff at this point? Do you just want to get to the Oscars? Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this video, The Perfect Jean. I wear jeans all the time, like literally all the time, even during the summer. And I'm always looking for a pair that's comfortable and that actually, you know, fits. I actually really have a hard time finding jeans that fit well, but I'm happy to say that I found that fit with The Perfect Jean. I got a pair of athletic fit jeans to try and wore them when I traveled this past week. First of all, they were great for a plane ride. The fabric is soft and stretchy and they made cramming myself into a tiny airplane seat as tolerable as possible. And they also have great pockets, big enough to handle everything I carry with me as well as a literal pocket Star Trek book that I carried with me to read during my downtime. The Perfect Jean makes six fits from skinny to thick and they have waist sizes from 26 to 50 and lengths from 26 to 38. So whatever your size is, they got you. I can honestly say that this is one of the most comfortable pairs of jeans that I've ever worn. And listeners and viewers here on the channel get 15% off of their first order by going to theperfectjean.nyc. That's 15% off your first order plus free shipping, free returns, and free exchanges when you use code DAN15 at checkout. That's 15% off for new customers at theperfectgene.nyc with promo code DAN15. That's D-A-N-1-5. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. So please support our show and tell them that we sent you F your khakis and get the perfect gene.
Thanks to The Perfect Gene for sponsoring this video, and thank you for watching. Be sure to stay tuned right here for more award season coverage as we get closer and closer to the Academy Awards, as well as movie reviews, box office, movie news, all that other stuff that we do here. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the bell so that you're notified when I post a new video. And thank you for spending part of your day here with me. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.